The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? This is the news. And why, 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 and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Stu, what was the top story for you? I had to go with Caitlin Collins and the whole White House uh, kerfuffle. Good, because I good, solid word. can't wait to talk about that. Okay, good. I'm going to go with the latest acronym for the LGBTQ2IA+. Oh, good. I can't, yeah. I can't wait to hear why that there's matters. A, there's an update. Oh, um, oh really? Because yeah. that wasn't enough. What no, you said was not, not enough. Inclusive. It isn't enough. <laughs> so. Doc. You know, I'm glad you asked. Um, there's no <laughs> such thing as a free lunch in Silicon Valley. Oh, all right. Okay. So, uh, Caitlin Collins. This is such a bizarre story. And, and like, you know, and look, it's been a day now since this happened. So, it's been sort of widely covered. And we can go over all the arguments. But, like, I, let me start with this one. I just wish Donald Trump would just have a thicker skin. Mm-hmm. Who cares mm-hmm. if Caitlin Collins asks you a couple of questions that you don't answer? Why would you turn this into some international incident? Because it starts here, and then it goes crazy, and they all start yelling questions. You They've been yelling it, questions for 50 years. That's because people let them get away with it 50 <laughs> yeah, years ago. It's funny, too, because Trump, I actually, I think, is, at least in my memory, the most willing to be sitting down at a, at a table talking about trade and then go off for 40 minutes about some controversy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, he, like, I feel like that's totally his element. Now, he may mm-hmm. not have liked that question at that time on that day. But to make it into some big deal that she asked the question, what, three or four times uh, from the back of the room and then, you know, left and then she gets banned from, uh, the, uh, from the next press conference. Again, is it a huge deal? I think the answer to that is no, right? It's one one press conference, one reporter. It's not that big of a deal. We could certainly make too much of it. Um, you know, Caitlin Collins is a pretty well-respected reporter. She came from the Daily Caller. She's not a hardcore leftist. Uh, you know, there's no reason to believe that she is that person. Um, but it's interesting in that I, I find it uh, intriguing to see how the media uh, deals with this because we talked about this a little bit on, on Glenn's TV show, uh, the one that airs before this, and that if you look at this in fact of like, when the media has, there's a Second Amendment uh, situation going on, and they'll say, hey, uh, bump stocks, got to ban bump stocks. It's good common sense. And they'll berate people, anyone who would think to not, they wouldn't want to ban bump stocks. How could you? There's this terrible shooting. There's no reason you're turning semi-automatic weapons into automatic weapons, blah, 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 all the arguments. It's common sense. How can you not give us this ground? And what we always say is, shall not be infringed. We say, if we give you this inch, you will take a mile. We know that we're going to defend every inch of this turf because the Second Amendment is important. It's constitutionally protected, and we're not going to let you take it from us. The media, which can't understand that argument at all when it's on the Second Amendment, embraces it fully on the first. What they're saying here, like, there's not that big of a deal if one reporter doesn't get into one meaningless press conference. Who cares? But what they're saying, and I think correctly saying, is we're not letting you infringe on this. We're going to push back at every little step, even though this isn't a constitutional infringement per se, but it is a, it's walking down a road that we should not want. And so we should all stand together and call it out and say, no, you're not even going to take this one little inch of territory here. And I think that's the proper response for them. But why can't they understand it when it comes to other amendments? Why can't they understand it when it comes to the second? It's supposed to be just the same. It's not like a sequel where it's not as good as the first one. Like, it's supposed to be the same. And, uh, but I expect that from the media. What is troubling to me are the conservatives who 
cared very much when Obama, you know, didn't go on Fox News, you know, purposely did interviews with all of the other media outlets, didn't go on Fox News. When Obama, you know, when Obama was doing things, Mm -hmm. um, everyone was very concerned about it. And this happens now with Trump. And I mean, I called it out last night and I got back. Yeah. But did you hear the other side? Yeah. But no one has a right to be rude. And just all of these, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a good Trump defense. Right, I mean, I, well, right. And I'm like, Trump is pretty rude at times, all, right? All I mean, the time. Right, yeah. so I don't think that you can use that as a defense. And then, you know, well, if you're shouting, you shouldn't be able to shout. Oh, she, you heard the video. She was right. not shouting. I mean, right. I, she was not shouting. Yeah. It was a normal tone of a White House question. I didn't find anything objectionable at all about what she did. Uh, she, I thought she was completely within her rights and did a fine job. And, and I like what Brett Baer did, too. I, I, I liked that he came mm-hmm. out, competing network, Fox mm-hmm. and CNN hate each other's guts most of the time. And he said, look, we stand with CNN on this. You have to be able to give access. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the right thing to do. It can be blown up into too big of an issue. Um, but it, we should push back on these things because there's no reason. Just at the very least, get a little bit of a thick skin. We, we bashed Obama all the time for having too thin of his skin. We never bashed the color of his skin, but we did bash how thin it was. And he constantly was bothered by the most minor things and turned them into big, big issues. Trump is the same way. This is something that no one would know she even asked the question if he just, just sat there silently. There would be no video of it. No one would care. And, and I, I mean, that's kind of the issue I wish he would be able to solve for himself. He gets himself dragged into these things all the time. Yeah. Um, when he even this one was supposedly good news that he was trying to celebrate. And, and there, you know, it turns into a completely different story. Yeah. It's interesting to me, though, at times he has such thin skin, and other times he just puts it out there and doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, he does some things that are really embarrassing, and it's just like, whatever. It's almost like Michael Scott from The Office. <laughs> like one moment you're like, you're not embarrassed or concerned about any of this, and then you're hypersensitive yeah. about something else. There's just a lack of consistency, you, which do, I find odd. Do you think it's because he's actually, like, this Cohen thing really bothers him? Like, a person he's been around for a really long time supposedly yes. was super loyal to him. He knows Cohen has. Mm-hmm. Whatever there is, Cohen probably has. Mm-hmm. We don't know if he actually has anything yet. But if, if there is a body buried somewhere, Cohen probably knows where it was buried. I think a lot of it, he's just, he, he has his own view of this stuff. And some stuff he finds embarrassing and some stuff he doesn't. Like that, he obviously was triggered somehow yeah. that that made him look bad. All the late night tweets... It doesn't make him look bad. Yeah. Well, Somehow that didn't bother him. Right. Well, I, I do think, to your point, uh, Trump is very much someone who is about people being loyal to him. And those who are disloyal, he he can't stand it. Um, and he always has to attack back somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that he does have a complex about, you know, loyalty. He's, I really do want the answers. I, I wish he would have answered that question that Caitlin Collins was asking well, about Cohen because— I actually would like to know the answer, though, in, in his defense, he, he should be smart enough not to answer it and just to restrain himself. There's no there's no upside for him at this point. He should. But and just to add to that point, that was also a very reasonable question to ask. Like totally. it was it was news of the day. Yeah, nice. It wasn't like she was asking about something from the National Enquirer or whether or not it was true that Glenn Beck well, said that he's a moon baby. In this one, right? technically, he was asking about something in the National Enquirer, specifically in the National Enquirer. That was actually 
It actually, in this one in, case, it's well, two. yes, because that was David, a David, David Parker. David Parker. Yeah, well, uh, right, Parker, right, right. But yeah. I mean, you know, technically, yes. This was in the mainstream media. Yes. This there was a recording of it. We had evidence that it happened. Yep. So it's it's not like she was being unreasonable. Not at all. Yeah. It was a completely. It was a, it's the top of the news thing. And look. He gets these questions everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he goes, a reporter screams something that he doesn't mm-hmm. want to answer. All he has to do is ignore it. And it, it's not going to, this just makes it worse. And that is like, I feel like we have this conversation every time. Hey, a great economic report. Oh, here's another scandal. You know, like, hey, it's a good, good news on this issue. Oh, well, it's bad news on that one. And you want just, one day where you're like, all right, yeah, you're I, good. I, you know, I would love to have that. It just doesn't seem like it's allowed. And that's partially the media who's trying to derail it. But he derails himself a lot, too. He really does. I mean, it's, it's sort of central to his character. Yeah. Uh, Pat, what's new in the LGBTQYZ? Well, oh, there's the visual two. aids. Yeah, you uh, see, this is inexcusable. What just happened here? This is inexcusable. What? Uh, it's no longer LGBT. It's not LGBTQ. It's not LGBTQQIA. It's LGBTQQ2IA. Okay. What? Uh, and I don't want people to screw this up. Because um, it's hateful if you're eliminating entire segments of our society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so uh, a lot of people wonder what the extra Q is for. Because obviously there's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, queer. Uh-huh. Question. Quilt bag. Not questioning? No. What? Qu- quilt, quilt bag. bag. <laughs> what is a, what is uh, quilt, that's quilt a, bag? That's an acronym within an acronym, which apparently... <laughs> Now, we, we looked it up on the Urban Dictionary. Quilt bag is um, an acronym for queer and questioning, so it does okay. include both of those. Unidentified, intersex, lesbian, transgender, transsexual, bisexual, asexual, gay, and gender queer. Each Q-U-I-L-T-B-A-G. No. So, um, Wait, all those are already... Partially co- least, Some yeah. of those are already covered, yeah. but yeah. they just make sure that... Because the uh, unidentified is not in there. And so this well, does... Wouldn't you just put a U in there, then? <laughs> no, no. Why would you just get too in? long to put on a page, well, I that's think. Easy, it's easier to and remember so, no. if you Although turn it I like put an extra Q. The Q could have come. That's so like for all the Qs. Qs. Right, that's... <laughs> Why would oh, they just have the Q be the Q and, and the, the Q and the Q? In the quilt bag, they don't even include the two, which is bothersome. That is bothersome. Wait, so what's that? Two? The two is for two spirit. Two spirit, right. Wait, Damn what? You. Did spirit. you almost forget that? No, I did for a second. I did. And then I remembered. Whoa. Two spirit. So imagine for a second that someone didn't know what two spirit oh, was. Oh, it's hard to okay. imagine. Oh, come on now. You're just It's a ridiculous parlor game, but I guess we'll indulge it. Right, please. I Although I like changing it to quilt bag and getting rid of the LGBTQ. Yeah, it's easier cool to back say back. I don't know that you can get rid of the LGBTQ. Is it locked in? I think it's yeah, locked L in. L is in there. B L is, is in there. there. Yes. G is in there. G is in there. A is, is in T, there. T is in there. <laughs> T. Quilt bag has all of them. Right. It, it just doesn't have the U. So... So the U and the two. Wait, the U no, and the that's two. That's a U. There's a U. No, no, wait a minute. U is in quilt bag. There's a U in No, it's in quilt bag, yes, but it's not in the original. Right. What so I'm saying is dump two. LGBT and go all the quilt bag. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, call it, we'll call it quilt bag two. Right. Okay. Like it's the sequel right. to quilt a bad movie two. called quilt bag. <laughs> I like it. I think this is great. Because I have some other issues with LGBT to begin with. It's hard to say. Well, first of all, how can the lesbians get top billing? Right. What's that there about, right? right? What about the gay men in it? Right. And isn't uh, gay and lesbian, I mean, aren't they both covered under queer as well? 
That's interesting. I you can, they you, are. you can call a lesbian gay. I'm still waiting to hear what your spirit is. You can call a lesbian. So really, they're getting like double the right. exposure. I want the Q, Almost too. That's double three. billing there. Right. Did you see how we expertly have totally dodged your question on two spirit? Yes. Uh, we, no, no, we still have not answered it. I'm and still waiting to hear. I'm looking that up as, as soon as we're done with Those the show. Those people who are two spirit know they're two spirit. Unless, should I not mm-hmm. look it up? Is this something that I should No, you can look it up. Yeah, I think you can. Google it and click on images. Thank you. I don't think I want to do that. Quilt bag too, though. I, mean, I gotta say, quilt bag feels like an insult, doesn't it? It does. Oh, I like this quilt bag <laughs> over here. It, does. it, it sounds it does. like you're saying something bad. It does. And I guess you're not, right? No, no. But also, queer sounded bad for a while. It did, and now but it's okay. We've, been, we've learned that it's fine. It's perfectly. Well, and gay acceptable. used to be bad. Like you wouldn't yeah. say, like you would look for, you know, another term to describe someone who was gay, and now you would say. Gay voters, for example, you have mm-hmm. no problem saying that. Mm-hmm. But if we can say quilt bag voters, right? For, I mean, it was obviously happy, and then it became a bad word, and we had to use the word fabulous in its place. <laughs> yeah, and then it became a good word yeah. again. Yeah, can we add oh. quilt bag F two, F or fabulous? F2. People who are fabulous. Okay, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, but, that I, I, mean, I was yeah. wondering when you said F. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. fabulous. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Okay, right direction on that. got it. Yeah, uh, let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be back. That's fascinating. Is that real quilt bag? Is real quilt You're right. Bag. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, slang. Oh, yeah, slang. it seems Negative. like a slang. It's like insult. But it, it, it rolls off the tongue. Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. All right, what's going on with free lunches? There's no free lunch in Silicon Valley, or there won't be soon. So I didn't realize this, but the tech companies um, on their campuses in Silicon Valley, a lot of them have perks for their employees uh, that even include free lunches. I didn't know it was that. I mean, I knew there were a lot of perks, but they have cafeterias you just go in and eat, and Facebook is an example of that. Well, as they get ready to move to their new location, I think they're in Menlo Park now and they're moving to Mountain View, which is a few miles away. Mountain View passed a law a few years ago that said you cannot give employees free lunches. What? You're Why? not allowed to do that. Why? Why? Well, because it hurts the local economy when they don't leave the office and go okay. and buy oh lunch God. at a local restaurant. Unreal. So this has not been a problem because... Facebook wasn't there, and this was a few years ago, but now they're getting ready to move in, and they're like, whoa, whoa, so we're not able to do this now. And then as some of the other uh, local communities start passing this as well, in an effort to engineer to make sure you go out to those local restaurants and cafes. But shouldn't they also then ban packed lunches? Because right. you just pack? Because you're not going out then, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and wouldn't their answer, too, to be just charge a dollar for all you can eat? Right, like I mean, if they they're, they can still have an on-campus oh, restaurant, you're right? right? Yeah. They just have to pay, make them pay for it. Yeah, it's fourteen it. cents or whatever. Yeah, exactly. subsidized that way. Uh, but so then they silly. would say, you, I'm sure, have to pass some other law to yeah. clean up that, and you would just keep going or whatever. But you're social engineering the community. This is another example of progressive ideas conflicting, mm-hmm. where they do not run parallel in an effort to. Because remember, these are the people who've said those evil corporations. How come you don't pay people better? How come you don't treat them better? We're giving them a free lunch every day. Mm-hmm. Look at this, good quality food. They don't have to get in their car and fight traffic and pollute the earth, right, with their cars. And look at this, we've got workout facilities. You can't do that because you're hurting the local, what, gyms next? Is that it? <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Can't do any of that Amazing. stuff. So Mountain View is where they are. They, uh, San, I, San Francisco is looking at passing doing this, this as, as well, well right. which is like they said they wanted the same thing. They wanted to boost the economy mm. of the local restaurants. Well, maybe people don't want to walk to the, the restaurants because there's poop in the streets. That could like, be that as well. That might yep. also be a yeah. reason to yeah. not walk mm. out and, you know, mm. venture out into uh, the community. Yeah, it depends on personal taste, but yeah. <laughs> Call me crazy. The, the head of Periscope had a nice suggestion, though, because he's, I think, already in Mountain View, which they, they're obviously banning that. He said um, maybe everybody, instead of, you know, just saying you can't have lunch, we're not going to provide anymore, maybe you provide lunch for your employees from a local restaurant. Maybe you pay them. Oh, that, what a wonderful in. deal for Facebook. So they mm-hmm. get to pay retail prices to feed their gigantic staff Isn't every it day. worth it? No. It's not worth it, sadly. Because it's, uh, it's a little pricey in that area to begin with. I don't know if anybody knows that. Yeah. Things are a little bit pricey. Yeah. Uh, Stu, Kamala Harris made a claim about minimum wage. Yeah, this one's interesting, uh, not only just for her tweet, but the reaction to it. So she commented on the minimum wage, and she made a claim, and it was PolitiFact, which, ugh, don't get me started. Uh, Kamala Harris says, 90, 99% of counties in America, someone making the minimum wage working full-time can't afford a one-bedroom apartment. That's sad, right? Like, that's, that's a terrible statistic. Minimum wage that can't afford a one-bedroom apartment. Now, right off the bat, you think to yourself, all right, well, I mean, minimum wage, I don't know if it's necessarily designed one minimum wage to, to, to support an entire apartment by yourself, but it still seems like a fishy stat to me. PolitiFact... In the, your own fact check, which they said was mostly true, says this. The underlying study she referenced doesn't say that a minimum wage worker can't <laughs> afford any housing in almost all the United States, uh, but that a minimum wage worker can aff- uh, can't afford the averaged price housing unit, which is a totally different thing. Like, why would you assume someone on the minimum wage would get an average, average. apartment? Like, you'd think, even if you thought uh, your, your wage should get you something, you would think it would get you the minimum housing, right? right. Like I, that's what you would think. Um, so her claim was completely wrong when I just retweeted it. And I got this reaction. I thought this was interesting to go through with the group. Uh, Sarah says, are you concerned? Oh, can I, not can I stop not one me, second, though, by too? the way. Not you. Um, is that one of two? Like there's a second one coming? There's another second okay, one coming. Yeah, that's an automatic fail, Sarah. Sorry, you got to go away. Right, because <laughs> really, you're supposed to limit it to 200. Right, I mean, that's the whole purpose They've already doubled it for you. Right, you're not using the platform as it's intended. I agree. Okay, okay anyway, yes. She says, are you concerned about the out-of-whack market where minimum wage workers can't afford apartments at market rate? In order for capitalism to work there, people there needs to be a segment of the population who work for minimum wage. Have you ever spent a second of your life thinking about that? Well, I, several seconds I actually spent thinking about it. You know, when I was earning minimum wage uh, at at least two and, and just slightly over minimum wage at a third job that I can remember off the top of my head. Were uh, you living in an average size house? One of them I was living at on my own in an apartment. And uh, and what I had to do was have roommates because I didn't make enough money to afford right, it by myself. Yes. We all went through it. That's what you do when Sarah. you start out. That is, so, I mean, I love oh. the, the, the accusation. Have you ever spent a minute thinking about it? Because you're just heartless. It gets a little worse. Uh, maybe you think that's okay because they're, it's their fault they're working a minimum wage job. Not your problem that some have low IQ, bad childhood, etc. <laughs> that lead to them to work at minimum wage jobs as adults. Maybe poor people shouldn't even have children. That's what you think, right? And I was like, okay, she nailed it. That is what I think. Uh, poor people should not have children. Uh, that's just such a ridiculous... I mean, think of the comical accusation there. Like, first of all, I mean, all of us, I think at one point or another, have worked 
crappy jobs where we didn't make a lot of money. Some of us um, still are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, some of us have low IQ and a yeah, bad childhood. Right. You so, know? I mean, <laughs> we're all qualifying for these things. Uh, but, you know, like it, it, in addition to that, like the idea that it makes you some heartless animal, because I honestly think there shouldn't be any minimum wage, and there's a lot of real reasons for that. In fact, a lot of people she's talking about, people with low IQs who are poor and maybe don't have a skill set as high as some other employees, are the ones that get priced out of the market when you throw a ridiculous minimum wage uh, out there. Uh, they wind up with no jobs, and then we pay all of them for nothing. So that is not a good solution either. I mean, the market seems to handle this best. Considering the fact that the federal minimum wage is, what, $7.25 now? It's higher in a lot of places than that. But the federal minimum wage is $7.25. The average wage in the United States is $25 an hour. $25 an hour for average. I mean, they, uh, blowing, that blows my mind going back to when I worked hourly jobs. I mean, it wasn't even anywhere near that. Uh, $25 an hour. Why is that? If they can all pay $7.25, why are they bothering paying $25 an hour on average, meaning a lot of people earn a lot more than that? Well, because there's competition. You know, people like to say, oh, the corporations have all the control of, of, of the working environment. They don't. They have very limited control. You can leave and go wherever you want. And in fact, while the corporation can't discriminate against you, you can discriminate against the corporation. You can say, I don't want to work for that guy. I want to work for that guy or that lady. Or I'm not buying to. their products and services. Exactly. I'm not utilize them. One of the best arguments away from minimum, against minimum wages, these people are fighting for 15 so $15 an hour is a livable wage in your mind. Wow, you guys are really in it for the people, aren't you? Ooh, 15 an hour. It's not livable either. Why not just raise it to a million dollars? Why not? Wouldn't that be great if everyone made a million dollars? Well, you, you're, now you're going taking it ridiculous. Well, not happening what, $200 an hour? Zimbabwe, it was happening. People were earning millions of dollars per hour. Right, what the a point is, <laughs> if it's good at 15, why not just give them 50? Well, the corporations couldn't handle that, though, but they can handle 15. Right. Their argument automatically breaks down when you do that. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just an arbitrary number. It's whatever they want it. It's whatever number they want it to be, as long as it includes um, being able to pay for their iPhones, get their nails done. Well, and of course, you raise it, and what happens? Then the cost of living goes up, right. so you're always chasing yeah. that. Yeah, and one of the most satisfying moments of the campaign was when uh, Bernie Sanders out-socialized Hillary Clinton and said $15 an hour. And she's like, well, I don't know about 15 maybe thirteen fifty. And she was like a right-wing extremist. <laughs> like the fact that she would only wanted thirteen fifty as the minimum wage made her lose a lot of the, you know, I mean, she had a lot of attrition because of that Bernie Sanders battle. And that was a big piece of it. Her answer should have been, Bernie, it should be 16 yeah. Right, you just keep and then they just keep going back, there, and right? just back and forth. Twenty, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> and in a city like New York, fifteen's not nearly enough. No, oh, it's yeah. not enough it's at not all. Not, San Francisco, fifteen's not enough to enjoy the smell of human feces uh, <laughs> that's rotting outside in the hot sun. That's, that's nice, not enough. It's a nice way to put it. Yeah. How much would you pay, Pat, oh, I to mean, enjoy that smell? Almost any amount. Yeah. Man, <laughs> would you? It's pretty special. Pretty earthy. <laughs> pretty special. <laughs> All right. I feel like this is a kind of a good time to take a break, so we'll be back. <laughs> the record shows she's the one that brought up the poop story, not us. Right. That was not us. Right. That was, that was you. Mm-hmm. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Did you guys hear that uh, Planned Parenthood is having their conference, Power of Pink? Oh, great. Conference, yes. Mm-hmm. There are going to be more than 3,000 women and pro-abortion advocates great. showing up for this conference. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know about one of the portion of portions of this conference, a workshop that is called Abortion Storytelling, which will 
encourage women to brag about their abortions to whomever <laughs> in order to, quote, chip away at stigma. Yes. So, Pat. That's so great. Yeah. You know, if we could just get rid of the stigma of murder. There's a lot of people that think it's a bad thing. Yep. Yep. Well, what if you really don't like someone? You should be able to kill them. Well, right? I think it's better because you know Planned Parenthood does it before they even know them. Right. Um, so really, you know, that way you don't have to put up with their nonsense mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And they don't breathe. And there's three. So then they don't contribute to global warming. That's right. You said three thousand people yes. Uh, yes. going to this. The interesting part about them is they're all alive. Uh, all 3,000. All of those people, yeah, they, they were, were all not born. born. You, are, you have confirmed that that's still true. Alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I know, if, we get, if you have an update on that story, I'd be willing to hear it. But. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like anybody that's already there are people who are already bragging about their abortions. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't think this is, right? Yes. They're all yeah. like, woo. And, you know, as disgusting as it is to see this, um, I, I almost kind of <clears throat> am glad that they're treating it this way because I know that we've said this before, but I just really feel like I want to believe the majority of pro-choice advocates aren't out there saying, let's brag about it, let's celebrate it. They're just saying, mm-hmm. I don't think that it should be, uh, you know, illegal. Yeah, but yeah. not that it should be normalized. Yeah. Like, there, there sh- I think that I've talked to a lot of them that they feel like there should be a stigma associated with going out and bragging to the world that you've had an abortion. That should be something that I you agree. should keep to yourself. Yeah. I, I think, think that that's what most of do. them think. I, I think that, and that's why a lot of polls show that people want the, uh, while they, uh, some people do want it to be legal still, they want it to be, the rules to be tighter than they currently are. However, I will say that, like, I kind of go a different way on this in that, like, I really appreciate the honesty Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's actually, I think the opinion of like a NARAL, for example, who they used to say safe, legal, and rare, and now they say, ah, mm-hmm. uh, safe and legal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Screw the rare. We don't, don't care about rare anymore. Don't care. But like, I actually think that's a more defensible position in a way. Because if, if you think it's bad, right, then you shouldn't want any abortions at all. Mm-hmm. If you think it should be allowed, why stop it after one trimester right like the person who is saying you know what up to the last minute is at least saying you know what? i uh, they're at least intellectually fooling themselves to say it's not murder yeah uh so it, then at least you have a a, a a a rational basis to say that you want it allowed at another time then you can make an argument for say somebody in their 433rd trimester like Jeffy. Like Jeffy. What if, what if he was aborted? <laughs> and we do, you know? we've said this many times, we do support abortion in that circumstance. <laughs> in, in that Only one in that case. one circumstance. In that one 433rd trimester. He's not even here case. to grunt back no. at us. <laughs> and that's the sad part. Yeah, you're right. I mean, post-term abortions, right? I mean, at that right. point, you just go ahead and go just with that. Just keep going with it. How about this? Abortion credits. Mm. Like carbon credits. Okay. okay. So you have to buy them, and we create this commodity. All right. You see? <laughs> yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. And then you can just trade them on the open market if you want, like and you it. have to buy the abortion credit. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And it makes as much sense as carbon credits, right? <laughs> about. Go with yeah, about. Uh, Venezuela has lopped five zeros off of their currency to combat gigantic inflation. Fixed. Yeah. As we see there up <laughs> In the photo there. They still have a choice, don't they? They still have a choice. You can get that or you can get the other thing. Um, And it's really not. You still have choices here in Venezuela. It's so bad there that, you know, they can lop off five zeros if they want to. That doesn't fix the problem. And at the end of the year, they're going to have even more zeros because the IMF is predicting, I think we mentioned this the other day, one million percent inflation. 
you can't you can't just keep lopping off zeros. Eventually, you're going to have to do something to get your economy out of the out of the toilet like that. Yeah. The crazy thing is really their only defense. I mean, other than just like burning the thing to the ground and launching with a new government and everything is to go on the standard of the U.S. dollar, which um, which one of the candidates wanted to do. Yeah. Of course, unfortunately, he lost. lost. Um, but they did that in, was it Ecuador, uh, Pat? You might remember. Yeah, it worked well. And it worked pretty well it was there. Ecuador. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's a bumpy start, right? Like you're, yeah. But at least you have a basis of actual real currency that's not, I mean, and that's funny that we say this like, hey, we bash our own dollar all the time. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still pretty good still. compared to the rest of the world. Well, if you know, I mean, keep in mind Venezuela, how oil rich they are, mm-hmm. right? They have all of these commodities that they could yep. be living off of. It's an OPEC oil nation. It's, it's Isn't the leading oil producing nation or, or the amount of oil reserves? Is that yeah, it? I huge think it's, reserves, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. of course, they don't take advantage of them well because they nationalized all the oil companies. So these real companies came in did the exploration and then they took all the you know they took all the profits which is part of the reason here and then they're giving away gas gas in Venezuela is like legitimately like 9 cents a gallon mm-hmm. it's like nothing because the government just subsidizes it and gives gives it away so you have here your most plentiful resource and you're actually losing money on it if you and if, if you go back and this is just a, a fun research project for you and you look at the history of Venezuela throughout the 20th century and up and you realize how they just made mistake after mistake after mistake. Just They continue yeah. to move to the left. Their solution is always, oh, well, more of that crap. We haven't gone far enough. We haven't and gone they go far further every time. Mm-hmm. And they get suckered in by the totalitarian guy who goes, no, no, that guy's not. Yep. They just buy it every time. Uh, I saw a study that was published recently, and I thought of you, Stu, mm. actually. Um, it is apparently, so the title of it is, Eating Meat Makes You Sexy. Conformity to Dietary Gender Norms and Practices. And the study presented women with fake bios of men that either showed food preferences that included meat or yogurt. And then, you know, like, so you had the meat and then you had, like, tiramisu Mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. And the women preferred the men who ate the meat. So let me give you an example of one of the the bios. So this was an, an Italian study, by the way which I feel like you're going to use as a loophole. But (laughs) Alessandro is a 29-year-old guy. He works as a personal trainer and lives in an apartment with a friend. His hobbies are playing tennis and playing bass guitar. His favorite dishes are polenta, salami, and mushrooms, and strudel. And so women would hear... Sounds like he's in the quilt bag community. (laughs) Which was interesting, right? Because I was like, I don't know about the the strudel and the polenta. Um, And salami. Don't leave out the salami. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a weird <laughs> meat-eating diet, right? Polenta mm. is vegetarian. Mushrooms are vegetarian. Strudel, generally speaking, right? Vegetarian. Yeah, like, yeah. They, the, they just threw salami, salami. in there. Salami, yes. But <laughs> the, salami. Women preferred, the women preferred yes. the men who ate the meat. How does that make you feel? Mm. Uh, well, um, I, and in fact, I think if, if the study is, uh, that it's the, I think it's the same study that I saw, which was that even vegetarian women preferred meat-eating men. That's <laughs> 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 not pretty interesting. I think uh, it does uh, prove my struggles. I mean, women don't like me generally. <laughs> well, when you're uh, don't find your me wife. interesting or attractive, <laughs> that, and this could be, trail. this could this be. Fortunately, there right? is one who did. Yeah, no, I guess it's but all you need. Found the one. Uh, when you were recording, okay. did you eat meat at the time? Uh, yes, I yes, did. That's did. true. So yes, that's probably the explanation. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So I'm saying it's not my fault. So um, it should be in the closet if you're if you're a vegetarian. Yes, right <laughs> in you the just closet. Keep it right in the closet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You there just you go. Lie. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, everyone. Remember to get in your questions, questions, comments, whatever you guys want us to know uh, using the hashtag #TheBlazeY. And for you podcast listeners, that is W H Y. 
Leo said he is trying to find something good about tariffs. He said that mm. Glenn... <laughs> good luck. Well, okay, so mm. he, hear him out. He said... Glenn said, as the economy improves, money needs to be sucked back out of circulation through inflation and higher interest rates. Will tariffs at least help with that? Are you freaking bringing up velocity of money while Glenn's not here? (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Uh, The answer to that one's coming next Monday. Oh, I thought I'd have you on tariffs, though. No, no, I mean, I don't. uh, No, tariffs are always bad. There's nothing good about tariffs. They're always bad. I mean, the only time we've ever... If you just want to support Trump in this... We can't help you because I they're they're not. It never worked at any point in time. They've never, regardless of where the economy is on its cycle. One of the interesting parts about them quickly is that one of the arguments for the income tax was these tariffs are so bad. What we need is income tax, and then we can lower the tariffs. Jeez. And when they gave the income tax, and then they brought the tariffs back, which is you know kind of what they always seem to do. Yeah. Don't forget to use uh, quilt bag V two though for moving (laughs) forward. Thank you. Hashtag quilt bag V two. What's V? Vegetarian. Oh, okay. Keep that in the Is that? Is that? Am I? All right. You're part of the community. We'll see you guys Monday. We need like a point oh, and then it can be quilt bag V. We've already added to quilt bag. I love it. Twenty minutes we added to it. That's fantastic. Now you know how that gets. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com/slash subscribe and start watching today.